University of Salford. This is Utter Radio. You're listening. You're listening to Utter Radio live uh, on the marathon 12-hour speech-based broadcast here, live from the Media City campus, Studio B. And uh, this is the staff show, which is something that is uh, entirely untethered. No planning, nothing, no production, zero. This is it. It's going to be me, Gary Morris-Rowe, who uh, is one of the lecturing team on the radio degree. I say radio degree, it is TV and radio, but we all know that radio is... Uh, f- foremost front and centre of this degree, certainly for the next hour. And uh, and joining me is uh, James Ewing, who is also a leading light on the radio side of the TV radio uh, <laughs> A leading degree. light. Yeah, the key, <clears throat> key player. And the, the format of today's uh, show, uh, between now, I believe, between now and 1.30. What? Oh, it's half an hour. <gasps> See, it is. It's a very fluid arrangement today, uh, as always. Uh, for the next half hour, me and Jimmy will be discussing uh, random topics that have been selected by the students on the degree. We've got a wheel on our screen in front of us. When we click the wheel, it will spin. It will stop on a particular topic. And then me and Jimmy have got to discuss that topic for, oh, I don't know, until we run out of steam, I would say, maybe give it three minutes max, and then we move on to the next one. That should give us 30 or maybe 27 minutes of top-flight speech-based content with zero production values. That is the plan. Uh, does that sound like a good plan, Jimmy? Sounds brilliant, Gary. Thank you. Okay, so that's the plan. So I'm going to fire in the wheel. We've got a list of them, as I say, compiled by the students uh, of from Utter Radio, the Utter Radio squad. Uh, so we don't know what's coming up, and neither do you. Let's spin this wheel. There is no audio to accompany the spin of the wheel, so Jimmy might... Oh, have you got... Have you... Oh, we have. Jimmy is using his phone, holding it right next to the mic. Brilliant. This is live radio. Okay, one, two, three. Let's spin that wheel. Very good. It's a very big wheel. Oh, and the, the first topic is, that was a long wheel, that was it, that's it, that's going to, the, the diminishing returns will kick in when we go to about the fourth time we've done it. Who is the most northern? That is the question. So, Jimmy, okay, me, yep. and, me and you, we're both uh, northern lads, both rock hard, I drink loads and fight at weekends in car parks. I'm assuming you do as well. Well, you don't smoke woodbines anymore, do you, Gary? No, I don't. I don't smoke woodbines. And you don't have a whippet? No, I don't. And I've never seen you in a flat cap? I do have a uh, one of those long creatures that looks like a rat, but isn't. A uh, ferret. ferret. Yeah, oh, I do. you got ferrets in there on the I, weekend. I, 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 yeah, Catch I, them rabbits for your stew. Always. <laughs> well, rabbit stew, as you know, uh, the, uh, the we're getting onto animal rights already. <laughs> I wonder. Well, that took us five seconds to, to get into animal rights there, Gary. For those of you that don't know, uh, I uh, go on about animal rights all the time, even though this is not about uh, animal rights. But essentially, I, w- I would eat a rabbit stew, but obviously the rabbit has got its own intrinsic uh, value of its own life and uh, needs to be left well alone, I would suggest. Yeah, uh, anyway. a, a rabbit stew for you, Gary, is a, a stewed carrots, isn't it? Y- you yeah, you eat exactly. what the rabbits eat in a yeah. stew. Uh, this is it. I will I will adopt their their diet. <laughs> I, I do know a really good um, recipe Butcher. for. Uh, I mean, yeah, sorry, my my northern <laughs> credentials. Um, I know a really good uh, hot pot, and it's uh, it's based on a song called "You Can't Put That in There," which is not about married life, by the way. It's actually about <laughs> hot pot. That was a bit of a smutty dad joke there for the, for the kids. And 
And the, 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 the lyrics are, End of neck and kidney, onions time, flour and potatoes cut reap fine, things are looking rosy till she gets the pickles out, she goes to pop one in and we all begin to shout, oh you can't put that in there, because you can't put pickles into the hot pot because it makes it go a bit runny. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, there's my northern credentials. Fantastic. Well, I think, uh, yeah, so well, I'd been, actually, we, it might well be that this could be geographical. And uh, who's, who is the most northern in terms of where we live? I live in Warrington, which is on the perineum between Manchester and Liverpool. Yeah, well, I think we've got a bit of a problem here because I think we're pretty much parallel um, as we go north. So I'm in Marsden. Uh, which is on the M62, and Warrington's on the other end of the M62. Oh. And as we know, that goes directly across England, it's, over the north, it's, it's north like, of England. It's the spirit level it that is, unites those two. So we can't. So neither of us geographically yeah. are more northern than the other. However, I have Scottish blood. <gasps> so you know, if you cut Does my that... arm open, it, it it bleeds blue. Is it? I thought it'd be tartan. It's got tartan blood. No blue blood. That's what. Oh. You, that's what they say. Well, it, does that count though? Because that's. I know uh, Scotland is uh, theoretically, you know, no, more northern. Theoretically. <laughs> but, <laughs> but are we talking it's like? A... Are we talking a up northern as in England, or are we talking like northern like? Because my granddad was from uh, from Reykjavik. Oh, well. Do you know, that isn't true. It isn't but, true, but I was... <laughs> if well, if we're was. going right back, my my ancestors um, are from Scandinavia as well, so... Um, that explains a lot. It does. Yeah, does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, That's so, why you wear so... that Viking helmet exactly. every, while you're riding your bike, Jimmy. And your boat's so long. You've got such a long boat. I have, yeah. I do have a very long boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's another euphemism that we don't want to go into. Oh, gosh. But, no, you're, but uh, you know, you've got the, your tall, you've got that kind of like Scandinavian kind of stature, you know, you've mm. got that. You're not quite as blonde and blue-eyed. Lanky. Lanky, the, yeah. Like a lanky. Oh, I'm a lanky lad. Yeah, we. I think we're both lanky lads, yeah. aren't we? But Lancashire lad. All oh, right, yeah. Because so I'm from. Like, in fact, there's another song. Like, there's another song. Oh, thank which goodness. Which is an, an anti-Yorkshire song. All oh, right, yeah. So it's and it goes, I'm an happy lanky red rose lad. Actually, I, I can't <laughs> ring, sing, ring, sing the rest of it because it's all uh, completely unbroadcastable. Right, we'll leave it at that then. Do you know what? I feel though, being like, I feel like I might. F- I'm from Lancashire. But I feel like I'm a bit Yorkshire. Oh, here we go. With that, so feel, in fact, I'm a bit like I'm trans Pennine. I'm trans Pennine. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm I don't want to. I don't want to see this. Which is this. a controversial issue. Oh, I do want to see this. It'll go mad on Twitter. That right, Gary? We've got the facts in um, that will oh. settle the argument once and for all. Go on. Uh, the producers have been working hard uh, measuring the distance north um, from Marsden <gasps> and both North Warrington as well. Oh yes, um, that's me. But, but, so there we go. So uh, Marsden is. 53 degrees point five nine nine eight. is that 53,000 that should say no, no. 53 point is that right yeah sorry um yeah brilliant 53.5998 degrees north right that's Marsden 53.99 yeah okay, so that's, that's, clock that there's very little in this okay uh, I'm tense now. you must this be on the wrong reveal. side of the m62 because Warrington is 53.3900 oh. degrees north. So it's 0.6 out. So therefore, I am more northern than you. Oh, so the answer, we've actually got a definitive answer. We have got a Jimmy, definitive answer by thanks a, by to the producers nose. of the programme. Fractionally more northern than I am. That's unbelievable. But I think, you know, it's good to get a bit of... Imp- and thank you to Kieran for bringing that information over. Thanks, Kieran. The scientist in, in the realm here. 
So I think that's good. I think, should we move on to our next uh, question? We shall, but be- before we move on to the next one, um, Utter Giving, a 12-hour marathon raising money for 42nd Street, a mental health and well-being charity here in Manchester. Please donate anything you can. It doesn't matter how big or small. Uh, just head over to um, Utter's website and you'll find a link there to their Just Giving page. That's it, and it's a, it's a worthy cause. Help all the Northerners. That's it. It's, it's for the, for, yeah, for the it's mainly for the Northerners. Mainly for the Northerners. Yeah. So let's. Uh, should we, do you want to click on the? Should we get the sound effect rocking as well? Oh. Okay, so here we go. So it's is. Uh, just get the roulette wheel. Out. How long I we got? The... Oh, we're doing all right. We got we've got twenty one minutes. So let's go. Let's next topic of conversation will be let's spin the wheel. This is, that sounds like someone dragging a stick along a railing, <laughs> which is how I used to spend my, I still do, over the weekend. <laughs> uh, so, the Great Flood Poo of sticks. Salford Uni. Ooh, that's oh, interesting. The Great Flood. Do you know what? We're, we're in a phase now that, that can be described as antediluvian. Are we technically allowed to, to I'm, I'm not sure how much we can say about this subject, because I do know that Gary left the bath running that night. I, I did, yeah. There's a bath on the third floor. No one knows about it, but mm. I go in there. There's a massage parlour. It's only for, stu- uh, for lecturers. Yeah, and uh, Adam brought his hot tub in as well that yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. We, every... And it just got a bit out of hand. Well, every Tuesday messy. night, we like to you know, take the hot tub in and have a bit of a... Men only. Men nice. only, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Naked yeah. is the day we were born. It's great, exactly. really. It's nice. We have a bit of food. It's good, really. But yeah, the great flood, we left the tap on. Somebody left the... Do you know, apparently, I know this is going out live, but apparently the, there's video footage of the individual that may have left the tap on. Now, it's not. it wasn't done deliberately, I'm sure, but I bet that person's going, oh my God, because <laughs> it created so much mayhem. But uh, I thought it was going to... Do you know... We are in an antediluvian phase, which means after the flood, in case you're aware, that's why it's unusual. I don't get that many chances to use the phrase antediluvian and for it to actually be relevant. But the um, the I thought we were going to be uh, ruined. I thought, oh, it's going to flood all the uh, the studios. Where we're, The fact that we're doing this today is like oh, such a relief. Yeah. We're in the studios. We, the kit store, which has got like millions of pounds worth of cameras and sound equipment and lighting and all that kind of stuff. Well, this programme was um, postponed until today, wasn't it? So it was originally supposed to take place on that Monday of oh, uh, the yes. Monday after the flood. So it was so, uh, delayed by a week. And uh, but thankfully, we were able to get back in. You're right. I know. And also, there's been other kind of like, there's been strike action as well. So it's been, we've been besieged by uh, by issues, really. And, uh, but I think you know, I, I think the Great Flood of Salford Uni will get, will it go down in history as something that is kind of like ground changing? Will it be something like it, it wasn't of biblical proportions necessarily? No, I, I expected when I first heard it, I thought someone's left that tap on. Yeah. Uh, but then I thought, well, no. What if the the banks of the canal have broken and <laughs> flooded the whole of Media City? Like a little tsunami from yeah. a little tsunami from the from the Irwell yeah. or the Medlock yeah. or something. That so, was even smaller. Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought. But thankfully, yeah. I mean, I was kind of joking about it on the staff WhatsApp group. I know. I found but, that very sensitive. <laughs> People <laughs> were like, "Oh my god!" I did think Jimmy when nobody re- care. I know. I just thought, oh. Actually, it might be a lot worse than <laughs> than I'm thinking. <laughs> and then, oh no, the studios are underneath that tap. Oh, and no. uh, but yeah, luckily it was we were okay. Well, I, I know that John downstairs was building an ark at one yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> and he had the, all these creatures were gathered in in pairs. I think he's still building it. There's a lot of scaffolding down there. Exactly, that's it. That is yeah. that's John's it's ark preparing the ark. Yeah, to to, to awesome. allow us to escape the uh, the the deluge. Should we move on? I think we've uh, we've yeah. covered that. 
I think uh, the great flood of sulfur union has been completely explored in an empirical manner. Okay, next topic, spin the wheel. And the topic of conversation shorter. is, what's the most pointless thing you've spent money on? <laughs> uh, well, now, uh, Jimmy, because you're from the uh, from the uh, east, yeah, you know, from from Yorkshire, the northeast, and the northeast, <laughs> uh, and obviously it's it's a massive. Uh, no one wants to be regionalist, but you know, Yorkshire people are renowned for being particularly aware of their expenditure. Well, if you're trying to call me a tight so and so, <laughs> um, that will you'll be very far from the truth because we well, are a very generous man of spirit and of uh, of time. I spend a lot of money on um, an app, um, uh, well, uh, uh, a retailer, an online retailer that you will not approve of one bit, Gary. Oh, um, I'm thinking, are, are we talking uh, uh, A? Does it begin with an A? It begins with an A. Ends with an N. N, yep. Oh dear. Uh, and I spend a lot of money on this retailer, which I know you're not happy about. Has it about. got a Z in the middle of it? Uh, it has got a Z and an M and an O. I only said that because Kieran's looking confused. So I'm just looking through at my orders because uh, I spend a lot of money on stuff that I don't need, to be honest. Uh, the last thing that I bought that, that that's useless, uh, what was the question, pointless, um, are some incidental brushes for my teeth. <gasps> I say useless because my teeth are so close together I can't oh, get them in there. That's brilliant. Yeah. No, it's brilliant in a sense because that means that you haven't got any kind it's of... It's brilliant because like... we've got some content for this item. Yeah. yeah. And also, and those incidental brushes, because I do have incidental brushes and I do use them incidentally. Oh, I can't get them in. And I use them incidentally and incidentally. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, and I find I have got enough uh, space to utilise it. So that must mean that you've, you must have good gum health. If you've already got... Well, no, no, because I do need to floss. I do get... Um, a bit of gingivitis. I do get a flare-up, yeah. So I can't get the incidental brushes in. If I could, then I don't think I'd have this problem. Do you use a uh, Corsodil or other equivalents? I do. I use uh, a Corsodil equivalent. Because um, it's cheaper. Corsodil's Col- five quid. I bought Col- the pot. Colgate. <laughs> Colgate. <gasps> uh, yeah, Colgate's equi- equivalent. Of it, just because it's cheaper, really. But um, So, yeah. Well, I find Corsodil uh, annoying because if you if you suffer from any kind of like gum conditions, the actual Corsodil toothpaste is pink, and so you can't mm. tell because the one one of the things that you want you can't to know tell if your gums are bleeding. You can't tell if your gums are bleeding. <laughs> no, it's pink anyway. You're like, oh my god, I've no idea. I think they've done that on purpose in order to perpetuate your mind. Yes. I have oh, no oh, idea no, have whether to... I'm cured or not. I'm I'll, just going to keep going I'll with have it. To keep... I need more of it. I need yeah, to exactly. buy some more. Look how red it is. Oh my god, it's full of it. Uh... I think the most po- talking of red. Uh, I think the most pointless thing that I've spent my money on because I've still got it. I'm going to. I'm going to shut. I know it's radio. I'm going to do something visual. This is this is for Jimmy and it's for uh, for Tom and for Kieran. I think the one thing that I find that I don't shouldn't be spending my monthly subscription on is that. Can you see that? That's the Labour Party membership card. <laughs> it's a Labour Party membership card. Yeah, exactly. I'm still a member of the Labour Party, even though I feel as though even I'm though entirely you... divorced from its ethos at the minute. So there you go. <laughs> so if anyone's listening and they're a big fan of uh, Sir Keir Starmer, 
uh, then uh, we'll have a chat at the docks later on. We'll sort it out. So we're three items in, and Gary for, is for already... balance. Gary, I think we should probably mention that it is possible to also think that the Conservatives are very ineffective as well. Oh, so I, I am in no way. The, the I, I'm there, not. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. So can yeah, you now get no your Conservative by... card out, please? Yeah, exactly. I have now joined the Tories. <laughs> now imagine that. That now that would be bizarre, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of, that's like the Ravens leaving the tower. It's the it's the end of days. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, should we go on to the next topic? Why not? We've got uh, approximately thirteen minutes to go, and we've got uh, ten topics left. Okay, here we go. Spin the wheel. Ooh, interesting. It's a funky wheel this time. Yeah, I like it. That sounds like um, come on, come on, on. on. oh, <laughs> oh that sounds like line. a vibra slap. I don't know if you've ever a vibra it. slap. Yeah. If you if any percussion it. people, in, uh, Kieran's nodding about that. Yeah, Kieran knows his percussion. Yeah, yeah, does it. Yeah, it goes like, and it's like you use it, you use it very sparingly. I I was in a band. Strangely, this this relates to the next to- topic, which is what was the first album you bought. But I was in a band. Jimmy is in a band, and we are in a sort of band together mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. But when I was I was a drummer for ages, and uh, I bought a vibra slap early on, and I and the first demos we did was just like it was vibra slap all the way through it. I love this, and it was just really annoying. Well, there you go. So anyway, what was the first album you bought, Jimmy? Uh, that's the topic. That's the topic for now. Uh, the first album I bought with my own money because I was the younger of two siblings, so I got a lot of hand-me-downs. But the first one that I bought with my own money was The Strokes. Um, Is this it? Oh my! Two thousand and one. Uh, so I'd have been sixteen years old. Oh, um, I so feel yeah, the first, so old. Yeah, it was on cassette as well because I had a, a Sony Walkman. Uh, cassette oh, at player. least it was analog. At least yeah, it's well, that. that's it. Yeah, and oh. then I bought the CD version as well. Uh, but I only had a cassette player to walk to work. I used to work at British Home Stores in the White Rose Centre in uh, Leeds, oh. and I'd walk to work from my house in Wortley, which was roughly about two or three miles, and uh, listen to the Strokes. Is this it? Oh, all, all the way there and all the way back. That's a cool album. But that so you bought your first album in two thousand and one. Mm. Oh. I know, sorry Gary. I bought my first album. My first album uh, was A Broken Frame by Depeche Mode. Uh, well, which, that's a cool album. Which is well. a cool, it is yeah, a cool album cool. actually. And that was in uh, the year 1981, maybe 1980 actually. So that was, yes, yeah, so 1980. 20 years. 20 probably. years before <laughs> your first one. Unbelievable. And uh but my first, the thing I'm particularly proud of is not the, not the first album I bought, because that's a good album, that, you know, Broken Frame. It's got some really nice tunes on it. But my first single that I bought, so this was when I, this was, when I was nine years old. Mm, so I went I to the shop, good. spent 75p on a single, and it was uh, Message in a Bottle by the Police, which is an undeniable un- cool classic. Yeah, for, a, for a nine-year-old, that's a very cool <laughs> song. Pretty, yeah. pretty and then the Landlord, uh, the Landlord, the B-side, which is called Landlord, is one of the best police songs ever. Yeah, so I... yeah. Well, my first single was again on cassette. Uh, Don't look back in anger by Oasis, which was '95, wow. so I would have been ten. Um, and the B side to that was a song called "Step Out." Which, oh, "Step um, Out." That's a cr- which is a great cracker. song. That's a great song. And it's not um, a feature on the master plan, does it? It's not like well, it's, no, it's they got, known. they had a court case against them because it's um, was it a rip off? It's a rip off of a Stevie Wonder song. It, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, ah. I can't remember the name of the Stevie Wonder song, 
But I think that's probably why it didn't make it yeah. to master plan. It probably just. But then again, if you if you delve into any of Noel Gallagher's oeuvre, oh well, well, yeah, it's you, all ripped you, from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the fact that they had an album called "Standing on the Shoulder of Giants." Yeah, just like, yeah exactly. It was a bit yeah, of a yeah. giveaway, anyway, wasn't it? <laughs> Every song we've written is pretty much written yeah, by someone else. Yeah. That said, it's good at it. In yeah, fact, yeah, yeah, they're definitely good. Yeah. Talking to Noel Gallagher, the, the I know this is speech based, but um, you know we're talking music now. But the um, the, the new singles have been great. By yeah, now. they have. Yeah, I've not yeah, enjoyed good, this yeah. stuff for ages. Yeah, no, I haven't. Pretty much after, um, what's the story? I kind of because I was a young, a young kid. They were really cool Oasis oh, when yeah. you were a kid. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the Noel Gallagher's most recent stuff. Oh, good. yeah, Pretty yeah. Boys, Grey, and uh, yeah, Easy Now, and all that. And there's a couple yeah. of other ones that were kind of like released earlier. So yeah, in fact, I was listening to them this morning, so I've uh, found a new, newfound, re- reignited, reignited, reignited love for Noel. Love for Noel, brilliant. He's Northern as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Can I just remind everybody to um, head over to Utter's uh, website, utter-radio.co.uk. Um, and remember that we are raising money for 42nd Street, a mental health charity and well-being um, charity based in Manchester. Uh, head over to the website or the Facebook page. You'll find a link there so you can give a little to that very uh, worthy cause. Absolutely. And it's uh, now it's uh, nine minutes to one. You're listening to The Staff Show, which is part of the 12-hour speech-based marathon on Utter Radio with me, Gary Morris-Rowe, and me, Jimmy Ewing. And we're uh, going through a list of topics that have been selected by the students randomly. We've, we've not had any impact or uh, input on this. And uh, we're going to spin the wheel and see what the next topic of conversation that me and Jimmy are going to embark upon for the next few minutes. So here we go. Let's spin that wheel. Oh, <laughs> that was a bit lackluster. You didn't give that a very big push, Gary. <laughs> I was a bit feeble then because I'm so old and wizened. And I had a COVID last week or whatever. I've not got it now, by the way. I'm fine. Uh, oh, first time ever on the radio. Go on. First thanks. time ever on the radio. This is my first um, time on the radio. I think yeah, I'm, this is it. I don't know what I'm doing. What's going on? Um, I don't know. Well, are we talking community radio or are we talking... Uh, ever. I think ever. Um, just ever. First so that, that ever my, my first time ever... On the radio, I was being interviewed. Um, forget the presenter now, but it, it was. Um, was it Tony Blackburn? No, it was BBC Radio Leeds, and I was being interviewed about a charity oh. single that I'd produced with. Um, I used to work in a hospital with some porters, and we we did a charity single for the children's hospital uh, one year. So we saw, we literally went round all the wards selling CDs of of this. Um, it was uh, the Slade Merry Christmas, everybody. We did a version of that. With loads of people who can't sing. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> very much like the Run PMC one. Yeah. <laughs> so we had Look North there, which is BBC local uh, news, and and they did a big video of us, like a music video, wheeling each other down oh, uh, uh, hospital corridors and stuff. And then obviously BBC Radio Leeds got wind of that, so then I had to go and do a, an interview about it. So that was my first time ever on radio, and then from there that sort of sparked my interest in radio really. ah, so, you can, so. so you've been part of it it's like, oh, yeah this is the world for me mm. well the first time i did i went to uh, i did um manchester hospitals radio back in like, the very very early 90s so i had been about i don't know 18 19 something like that and um and I, I went there with a mate so i didn't plan to do anything but the guy brian thwaites brian if you're listening still around he was presenting and brian had uh, unfortunately a few years prior to this had uh, I'd had a serious accident, so he and he'd broken his back, so he couldn't get around very well, and he needed to go for a, a wee in the middle of his show, and uh, so he got his. Uh, well, that his, was lucky. 
<laughs> so we had to, and the uh, down the cardiothoracic corridor, which is where the radio station was, it, the toilets were right at the end, and he had to hobble his way down with his crutches. And it took him ages, so he needed someone to sit in, and he just went right, you. You do it. <laughs> so I went, well, I'm not, I'm not even here. It's my mate who's doing it. I'll just do it for, for a sit down. Shadowing. <laughs> so I did it. Anyway, I had no interest in radio at all. None. And I, then I sat down and I was sort of showing, like, put that fader up. That's the mic. And that, uh, and then hit that. And that, that'll get the record playing. Someone had queued up a record, but, you know, wound it back a bit. And, um, and I remember it. It was a song by Wayne Fontana. can't remember the exact song, but it was by Wayne Fontana. I put the mic up. And there was a other group of other people in the room, and uh, and there was literally no time. It was a second, and I just thought, oh, "This is great. This is just great. I've got headphones on. I've got a mic. I can just say what I want within reason, and I'm going to queue up this track." And and I fell in love with it, and that was the moment. And then Brian came back about 15 minutes later because it did take him a while. So he had a, he'd had a big tea, and then he came back, and um, and that was it. I was uh, my love for radio began at that point. There was a very awesome. weird from going from no interest to yeah. absolute obsession well, that's how like yeah. that's how it happened for me i think i had no interest in it at all i've always been i've played music and been in bands and loved music um but never really loved music radio because i just wasn't interested in any music that was played on the radio until six music came along mm. and then that's when i did the bbc radio um thing the radio leads thing and then it kind of all came together at once and i just thought this is really cool, actually. I want yeah. to do this. I could do this for a living. And also, <laughs> the great thing about radio is the chairs are really comfy. Yeah. Inevitably, you've got a nice acoustic, because obviously it's a radio yeah. station. You're mm. going to have, you know, nice padded walls. Very... Padded walls also feels appropriate sometimes, you know. Yeah. You feel, yeah. I feel at home in that environment. It's very... But it's kind of it's just really, you know, you get a nice kind of warm feeling. You're cocooned yeah. in a radio studio. And when you've got the headphones on and you've got that kind of sense of being... The kind of the, the 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 king or the queen of your audio universe. It's great, really. I love it. So, yeah. So, so I think moving a, on. So next one. So this is yeah staff show on utter radio. Uh, talking all things listed by the students here. We've got uh, a few more topics. Let's go for the wheel. See what the next one is. Okay. And this is opinions on the. Station manager. Oh, this is the Utter Radio station manager. Right. Uh, right. So this, the station manager of Utter it's Radio. Still Reese, isn't it? It's Reese Bay. Just not about sacked him. Yeah. Know, After all that. Exactly. Jeez. Well, well, go on, Jimmy. You go for it. I, I was. I no, was, I, I. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, opinions. Oh, no, I'm not sure. Really. Is uh, <laughs> could do with a shave. Um, well, he's called Beard, isn't he? He's got a good Yeah, exactly. I suppose. Yeah. Although, if you like, go for the, he's not. He's booking the ZZ Top trend. <laughs> Mr. Beard, who was the drummer, didn't have a beard, did he? Not as no, we know. No. Uh, but yeah, no, he's a, he's a lovely guy. He's, Reece, he's all isn't right. He? He's, he's all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's very disorganised. Yeah. Since he took over Utter. You know, there's Nothing's hardly been happened. anything Nothing. on there. No live um, content. Nothing. It, it, you know, yeah. they've had to put lecturers on air today yeah, exactly. because they had no content. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. No, I I think, if Reese is listening to this, we, we need to... I doubt he's listening, Gary. He's probably outside having a fag. He's having a cigarette. Of course, as always. Yeah. What does he smoke, by the way? Woodbines. Oh, proper northern. Either woodbines or uh, he likes to make his own cigars out of uh, oh, that's very... cedar leaves from a cedar tree. Oh, that's it from... That's very Northampton, that. Maybe that's why yeah. he does it. I, 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 that's why I... he smells. Oh, 
<laughs> now, we are messing about because obviously Reese Beard is a living legend. We love Reese. In fact, what's happened, uh, Utter Radio has been, you know, we, we've had a, a load of station managers over the years, but uh, I think this year with Utter uh, team, as it is a fantastic team, but with Reese at the helm, it's been brilliant. I think the, the content in terms of live content, pre recorded content, the events that are taking place. And his absolute indefatigable zeal for the station. He's working on it all the time. Weekends, he's streaming the SRA chart show. He's always working on new shows, new, um, you know, the Utter Live uh, open mic show in the foyer. He's he's just completely committed. He's a, and he's and he's a flipping brilliant presenter. Have you heard? It's I have. Such yes, a great I have. Presenter. So he's a very talented man, lovely man, and uh, wow, you know, an asset to any radio station. Anyone who wants uh, to, you know improve their uh, their output get reese on the team for sure absolutely yeah so yeah obviously i second all of that um and is however he did, he did, <laughs> however <laughs> i don't take aback some of the things i said earlier but uh, but no i agree with everything gary just said there but just to add to that um he did a lot for uh, national college radio last year as well um and gave a, passed on a lot of his knowledge and experience of being a student and working on radio to uh, his younger peers at, at some colleges around the country as well so he's a great guy oh he's, and uh, apparently i've just got a uh, uh, lucy's just uh, texted in lucy jarvis thank you lucy head of uh, pre-recorded content uh, that uh, reese is loving his shout out so big uh, big res- respect in the hood to to reese and lucy and the rest of the team yep should we go for the next one Okay, so this is the uh, Utter Live staff show uh, with me. Uh, I, I I would like to say Dr. Gary Morris. I was going to say, yeah, you yeah, never okay. use your, your full yeah, title. Yeah, I'm underselling my academic credentials yeah. here. And, and, uh, and Mr. Ewing. Uh, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Although if, if, if you work in, uh, in medical kind of yep. realms, then I'm Mr. A consultant. You're a consultant. Yeah, yeah, so you're well ahead of the game. Mm. So let's, let's go for the, uh, the next topic chosen by the students for me and Jimmy to talk about. Here we go. The unfettered erudition of Jimmy and Gary here, talking about the most annoying song. Ooh, Ooh. that's a good one, isn't it? There's so many. There is. There's loads. Uh, any, uh, any that you'll hear on BBC Radio One. And uh, well, <laughs> well, we're of that age now, aren't we? It's, I'm of that age now. Yeah. Six music um, or my bit of Radio no. X, XS Manchester, possibly. Mm. Uh, do you know? I I'm going to be a bit controversial here and say anything by ABBA. Is that all right to, for me to say that? Uh, yeah, yeah, Although, I'd, I'd I'd agree with that largely. Yeah, I think, annoying. yeah. Although yeah. actually, the, the song that makes my uh, uh, I was going to say boil my. <laughs> The thing that that really boils me, I'm not going to say that. At at a party, like a wedding or, you know, a a 21st or whatever, or or, or just at any disco, when they play I.O. Silver Lining, you know that one? Yeah, yeah. I.O. Silver Lining. Oh, that, something about that song. Oh, the dads get up. Makes me just, ah. Cuddle each other. Unbridled violence ensues. Yeah. I can't stand it. (laughs) Uh, But Abba, I only like one Abba song. I do like Take a Chance on Me. Um, but the rest of them can take a hike, as far as I'm concerned. I do apologise to all the ABBA fans, of which there are probably three or four listening. Yeah. Um, I think ABBA wrote that song, um, so you wouldn't, you yeah. know, <laughs> you wouldn't find it annoying. Exactly. Take a chance on me, Gary. Exactly, I did take um, a chance on him, and I did like that one. They did have and a Gary in brackets at the end of that song at one fact, point, didn't they? My brother uh, bought that single, and that's what, and I maybe that's why I liked right. it. And that was before I bought the police one. On the B side, I'm a marionette. He's actually quite good as well. So Ooh. maybe I, a, I, my window of upper appreciation was confined to when I was eight. Brilliant. 
So that's um, it. Shall we move on? I think so. That was yep. the most annoying song. So uh, there we go. So let's go for the next topic. Uh... That was just the build up. The build up to the. Uh... It sounds a little bit like the beginning of uh, Brothers in Arms. That. Well, it's not. But it's not. It's the beginning of the roulette video. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, what's your favourite thing in Manchester? Ooh. I've got, I know what mine is. Uh, you tell me what yours is while I think about this one. My favourite thing in Manchester is Reese Beard. Is it? Yeah. Well, there you go. I think Reese is. Unfortunately for you, Reese, it's not my favourite. Oh, <laughs> flipping heck. <laughs> Well, yeah, go on. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so why Reese? Yeah, well, Reese, Reese. All, all the reasons you mentioned earlier. Exactly. Reese is to be cheerful. I think it's. Uh, no, Reese, obviously great. But I think my favourite thing in Manchester is probably, and this is really boring and old and, you know, and it's like and proper working class, really. But my favourite thing in Manchester is the working class. Um, movement library, library opposite the Salford. In fact, it's in Salford. I'm going to say it's not in Manchester. Yeah, I mean Manchester then. It's in Greater uh, Manchester, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's in. Mm. But uh, I, I, that's brilliant. I, I love that. And mm. uh, but that's it because I'm strangely I prefer Liverpool to Manchester. Yeah. So I've got I, I find Manchester too cluttered. There's too many cranes. There's too much. There's it's, it's too much development. There's not enough celebration of the things that Manchester have done. You can go walk around Manchester yeah. and not have an idea that it's like one of the most incredibly innovative cities in the, in the history of civilization. Yeah, yeah. You just think, oh, it's just a lot of cranes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, Leeds is like that as well. Oh, I love Leeds. Um, I like Leeds, though. Uh, my my favourite thing uh, is Night and Day Cafe, without a doubt. Oh, nice. Um, so I think that was the first proper gig I ever went to, I think, as well, was at Night and Day. My uncle took me. I was underage. Um, but we went to see I Am Clute, uh, which are a great, yeah, good. great Manchester band. And, um, and do you and know I'd... what clute is? It's Dutch for testicles. Is it? Apparently so. Really? Yeah. I am testicles. <laughs> I'm testi- <laughs> I am Dutch testicles. At least I believe uh, so. Anyway, that's what I was led to. I, I was I told that. I don't I've know. I've never that... looked into it, so yeah, you <laughs> could very well be right. But yeah, so yeah, that's my favourite place. Whenever I'm sort of in Manchester on a night out or whatever, we'll try to, to stop by there even for a drink just to see who's on because they have some great music in there. And you can usually just sort of pay on the door and see a great band any any day of the week, almost. It is um, great. I think one of the things about Manchester, I think you've hit on it there, is that the, the quality of the, the music output mm, is yeah. weird. Manchester is just so it's odd. Bonkers. That, yeah. you know, every every city's got its bands. But Manchester, I mean, what I think heck? that's because people, musicians are drawn to either Manchester or London, aren't they? So they, there's just yeah. so many musicians in Manchester. I think it's because it's now to do. And well, it's yeah, just like, that. and it's gr- grim, and you can't. Rains and a lot. Depressed, and yeah. and if you're fed up, you write tunes, and you, you know. I think there's, you know, Joy Division and, and the Smiths, and yeah, you know, there's yeah. a kind of, you know, the, the Bee Gees less so. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's kind of quiet. You know, I think there's something really strange about it, something in the water or the atmosphere, or yeah. whether it's because it's always raining. But there's something about Manchester that makes people write really yeah. great tunes. It's odd, but yeah, yeah I love it. Right, we better move on because we've only got four minutes left, Gary. Yeah, we've got four minutes. Well, I, actually, uh, we've got one minute. We've got one minute. I've been just been told by Tom, right, our studio minute. manager, Sorry. one minute Sorry. to go. So I right. think, should we should we wrap up, do you think? There we go. So uh, we uh, brings us to the end of the Utter Live staff show. And uh, But there's loads of output all day today from 9 o'clock this morning right through to 9 o'clock uh, this evening. And uh, so coming up next, uh, we're going to go live from True Students Salford Keys Accommodation with chats, 
challenges and contributors for two whole hours. That's coming up next. This is Utter Radio.